everybody. I'm your host, Dr. Ann James from DrAnnJames.com, and I present to you the Freedom Battle Buddies of Color podcast. This podcast highlights and gives voice to the remarkable experiences and expertise of women of color who are currently serving or have served in any branch of the military. I believe that these inspirational stories of triumph and trial will help other women in the military and veteran community successfully navigate their own freedom journey. You see, my definition of freedom is when you embrace the mindset of doing what you want, when you want, without ever worrying about money. Listen in as we chatted up about everything freedom. I'm talking about financial freedom, lifestyle freedom, and everything in between. Before we jump in, go ahead and hit the subscribe button to make sure you never miss a future episode. So with that, let's get to it. Hi there, it's your host, Dr. Ann, and this week I decided to do a bonus episode to highlight Founders Reap for the organization that I'm a proud member of, Kappa Epsilon Psi Military Sorority Incorporated, also known as KEY. Founded on April 4, 2011 by two friends and as a recognized organization of elite professionals, Kappa Epsilon Psi strives to continue building relationships and establishing chapters on every U.S. military installation and in local communities throughout the world. The concept of starting an organization that caters exclusively to military women is nothing new. However, I personally believe that what makes Key stand out above the rest is its organizational mission. Key's mission is to honor past service members, unite present female service members, and mentor future leadership of our armed forces. As you can tell, Key encompasses every part of military women and veteran population, regardless of ethnic background. To find out more, visit the website at www.militarysorority.com. With that, kick back and listen in as I chatted up with my sorority sister and line sister, Army veteran Felicia Myricks. What's up, sis? Welcome to the podcast. Hey, what's up, girl? <laughs> How you doing today? Hey, you know me, I stay in these streets, but I'm doing good. You sure do stay in them streets, so I definitely appreciate you taking out time to record with me today. <laughs> Absolutely. Anything for my sorority. I appreciate it. I appreciate it, sis. So let's just jump right into it. One of the first things that I like to ask individuals on the show is, what is your definition of freedom? Freedom. Freedom to me is the ability to actually make your own destiny. Everything is always pretty much laid out for us. I think freedom is laying out your own plan at your own time on your own will. All right. There you have it. Laying out your own destiny. I love it. You know, like I said, I like hearing people, other people's definitions. I have my own definition. So just hearing what other people think is just great. So thank you so much for sharing that. So with that, sis, why did you decide to join the military? Actually, my first thing was means of supporting my child. I had a child at an early age, so college was kind of out the question for me at that time. So I wanted to be responsible for what I had created. So the best way I felt to do that was to join the military. And it was probably one of the best decisions that I ever made. Gotcha, gotcha. You was Army, right? Absolutely. Who uh, are? That's all right. I forgive you anyway. I still love you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> we got an Air Force too. Y'all know y'all always with us. So, you know, we interchangeable most of the time. You ain't never lie. You ain't never lie. So with that, you know, having a child at a young age. So did you have to leave your child with a parent to in order to join the military? How that work? Actually, I did. See, a lot of people have the misconception that you have to give custody or you have to sign custody of your child, but you do not. You know, you just have to give guardianship or sign the power of attorney, letting whoever you're going to leave your child with the ability to make decisions for you for your child and you can have that notarized on a piece of paper you know what i'm saying so it's nothing really no real big legal step that you have to do so that's basically what i did i just had a piece of paper had it notarized and gave my grandparents actually the legal right to make decisions for my daughter in my absence Gotcha. Gotcha. So yeah, that is definitely a misconception because from the sounds of it, it's more just for temporary. It's not a permanent thing. So it sounds like you just did a power of attorney to say, you know, this person has permission to act on my behalf in regards to this other person for this specific period of time. But once that time is over, then, you know, you pick right back up in mommy mode. That's right. That's right. That's just how it works. Well, that's how it works for me. Gotcha. No, thank you for um, sharing that and clearing that up. So um, what did you do when you was in the Army? What was your MOS? My MOS was a 63 hotel is what I went in for, which is a track vehicle repairer. I kind of was at the time when I went in, I was more so I didn't really want to deal with a lot of females. So I picked a job that was not going to have a lot of us there. But to my surprise, it was. <laughs> oh. <laughs> However, I never worked my MOS because it was a male-dominated MOS. So I always worked 71 Lima, which was administration clerk. So I worked in the orderly room or pack or something like that. I never worked in the motor pool. Gotcha. Wow, that's interesting when you say that you joined or selected a job to get away from a bunch of women. Absolutely. Wow, that is interesting. You see how things change as we mature. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Thankfully, thankfully that definitely um, happened. So with that, you know, since you mentioned that that was your choice, how do you feel that being a woman of color played into your military service at all, whether on a negative front or successfully? How do you feel being a woman of color serving in the military? Actually, I can say that I had really no barriers as far as being a woman of color in the military. I can honestly say I never had any challenges with that. Being a female, just generally, you know, that being in the military, those comes with it comes with challenges anyway. But really, I really didn't. The only, like I said, the only thing that I really incurred was I wasn't able to work my MOS because I was a woman. And the first duty station that I went to, and I went to the motor pool, the motor sergeant told me I was a distraction and I could not work in his motor pool. Well, I would say I can see how that would happen. (laughs) You've been a distraction. Yeah. Wow. 
At least yeah. he put it nicely. Right? Yeah, you know, as a matter of fact, he loved being in the motor pool. And as it came out, he sent me to the orderly room. And that's where I worked. And we lost our first sergeant. So he was the most rankingest NCO that we had. So he wound up having to leave the motor pool and come to the orderly room with me. Look at that. Right. Wow, that is crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. So how long did you end up serving? I did eight years. Okay. So you decided to get out on your own after eight years. And what was your transition like? My transition was because in the military, everything is so regimented for you. You know what I'm saying? You know what you're going to be doing every day, every minute of the day, pretty much. You you know what you're going to be doing. But coming out. You have to get used to making your own schedule. And I think that was the hardest transition for me, but I worked it out. Yes, yes. Yeah, that, that is so true. You know, everything is laid out for us, you know, in regards to serving in the military, whether it's when we get up in the morning, what we're going to do throughout the day, even to the fact of what we eat, what we wear, you know, that type of stuff. So when, once you make that yeah, transition. You think about Exactly. And once you make that transition, having that freedom, you really have to get used to that. You do. Right. Where most people that haven't served can take that for granted. But for those of us that have served and transitioned out, that that takes some getting used to. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So once you transition out, what job did you do then? Were you still in your same career field or did you decide to do something different? After I got out, I decided to, well, most of the women in my family are nurses. So I was doing my best not to be a nurse. I was like, I am not going to be a nurse. I don't care what it is else I have to do. Nursing will not be it. So I decided that I was going to be a dental assistant. So I went to dental assistant school and I finished that program and I hated dental assistant and I never did it. So I had a cousin that was a nurse. She was a training nurse in dialysis. So my first job was a dialysis technician and I really, really liked dialysis. And so all my supervisors was like, Felicia, you would really be a good nurse you need to go to nursing school. And I was like, hell no. I ain't be no nurse. <laughs> Why are you I'm such a going. rebel? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But I, I came forward and went to nursing school and became a nurse. And again, it was a very good decision. Man, you just rebellion one way or another. First, you ain't want to work with no other women. Then it's like <laughs> you ain't trying to be no nurse. And then you ended right. up being what you didn't want to be. Exactly. So how is that? Do you love being a nurse now, especially with I everything um, going on? How has that impacted your life? Being a nurse is great. And, you know, since we've gone through this pandemic, I actually had retired from nursing in 2019. Okay. And when the pandemic hit in 2020, they asked for all the retired nurses and doctors to come back into the workforce to help fight COVID. And against the will of my family, because they did not want me to come back and work in COVID. Mm -hmm. But I just felt the need again 
being in the military and that sense of service, it just kept weighing on me. And I just could not see that my fellow nurses were struggling and having a hard time and they really needed me. So, you know, I had to step in and come back and it's been a good experience. And I can actually say that I did not get COVID while I was nursing. I got COVID before I went in, went back to work. So once I did get COVID, I prayed about it and I was like, God, do you really want me to go back and do this? And he said, yeah, and I have not been sick. I have not had no symptoms. I have not mm. had anything. So I'm good with the decision that I made. Wow, that's a blessing. That what Talk about an act of service, you know, going back and serving during these most difficult times. And so, man, that's just a blessing to know that because I don't know if I could have made that same decision. You know what I'm saying? You know, it's just like, wow, you know, put my life. It's one thing once you get out of the military, you no longer putting your life at risk for somebody else. Right. But then to do it again, like yourself, to voluntarily and to once again rebel against what your family thought um, you should be doing. It's just remarkable. It would just, yeah, I think I would have to think twice about it, but you did the right thing. Like you said, you went God in prayer and he answered you. Yes. And have covered you so that you haven't gotten sick, you know, so that is definitely a blessing. So thank you um, for sharing that. So I wanted to jump into this since a lot of people don't know that's listening, you know, we are what's known as SORAs. We are part of the same military sorority, Kappa Epsilon Psi. Kisa! So I wanted to ask you, while you was in, did you even know there was anything such as a military sorority? So the reason that I joined Key was um, my sister and I had went to a Zeta ball in Columbus, your hometown, and I was so impressed with the sisterhood and everything they had put on and their show, and it was just great to see so many sisters together, and it was a great event. So I was like, there has to be something for military women. And I went online, and sure enough, she was the first uh, military sorority to pop up. And then I did my research on it, and I seen that it was about mentorship and sisterhood. And that pretty much sold me right there. And then, you know, she does a lot of community service, and I love community service. So that's what really got me to join Key, or that's what drew me to Key. So today, I researched it last year, and last year, I went online and became a Key, and now I am official. So anybody who are professional and military-minded and sisterhood-oriented, I encourage you to join the great sisterhood of Kappa Epsilon Psi Military Sorority Incorporated. It was on and popping. (laughs) Yes, it was. So you didn't research any other uh, military sororities? I did not. 
Wow. So what was it about Key that had you from the jump, from the beginning? I guess because it was actually because it was new. Because it's not that old. Mm. And because it was new, I felt that I could make a really big impact on something that's new. You know what I'm saying? Because all the other sororities, especially the Divine Nine, you know, they're old and established and I'm sure that their sororities make a difference in their sorority, but I just feel that I could make a bigger difference because we're so new. Gotcha. Once again, trying to make a difference, trying to um, be of service. You know, I didn't even know about a military sorority when I was in and you know, once I got out, I didn't know about it. You know, growing up, my best friend, her mom was a Delta, right? So I uh-huh. knew about that. But while I was in, I never heard about sororities. So it wasn't until I actually saw a flyer on Facebook. I was in this other group and I'm like, what is this? <laughs> right? And it was about key, but I'm like, military sorority? What is this? And um, similar to yourself, you're going out there to the website and uh, reading about it and then just Googling the other ones, you know, because I like you, you know, I had to do my research. I wasn't sure if key was the one for me or not right off the jump, but I definitely had to um, do my research. But I was pleasantly surprised to see, as you mentioned, there were some well-established other organizations that are out there specifically for you know, women veterans, those of us that uh, have served or continually to serve. Right. Yeah. So what is it that you, if someone came to you and say, I'm thinking about joining a military sorority, it don't necessarily have to be key, but of course we want it to be key. Um, But what piece of, (laughs) what you say is going to be key. If they talking to you, it's going to be key. Yes, Absolutely. So what piece of advice would you give someone now that you're on the other side of this thing? Would you tell someone that's considering joining? If you are not about service and you are not about commitment and you are not about sisterhood, don't do it. Yeah. Because we need all of those things and we need you to be interested in all of those things. And if you are not interested in all of them, not just one of them, all of them, if you're not interested in all of those, then just just keep it pushing because he ain't for you. But Mm -hmm. if you are about that life, you bring up some great points in that one don't get so tied into all the colors right oh that's so pretty right so purple is my favorite color but I'm like I'm not joining an organization just because it's pretty colors it has to be something bigger 
was in that. And for me, what sealed the deal for me with Key after researching everything was on their website, you know, just reading over their mission and how you said there's so many facets into it, but their mission just for me captured it all because their mission is we want to honor our past service members, right? Not just, you know, the current, but those that came before us, because if it wasn't for like our Madam Founder Hill or Madam Founder Smith, we wouldn't even be here. So we want to honor those past service members. And then the next part of the mission was to unite our current, you know, female service member. And I think that is so very important because a lot of time women veterans, they don't identify as a veteran. Right. You know, for one right. reason or another. So to be a bit part of something bigger, like you said, that sisterhood is so very important. And the last part of the mission, um, Key's mission is to mentor future leadership. I'm big on mentorship. Absolutely. Right. Because Absolutely. of the fact that I was able to serve like yourself, you served eight years. I served, you know, 21 years in the enlisted in the officer rank. So it is I feel like part of my responsibility to reach back as much as I can for those that are still serving to help them out in any type of way. Absolutely. So having those three parts of the mission, it just is so holistic to me when you're talking about women veterans. You know what I mean? It touches every Absolutely. part of that pop, every part of that population, whether the past, the present, and the future. We got you. Right. But as you said, you got to be willing to, you know, do the work. It's not a cakewalk and every family has issues, right? Absolutely. Um, Everybody ain't going to get along all the time. That's it. That's just like any family. Everybody ain't going to get along all the time. But at the end of the day, you're still family. And for me, finding key. Yeah, it was like my I found my tribe. That's one thing when you transition outside of the military, you know, being around, surrounded by civilians. That's one thing. And I got great, you know, civilian friends, but it ain't nothing like being able to surround yourself with people you that know your experience. Yes. experience. Your experiences. You exactly. ain't got to you ain't got to explain it to you ain't got to explain it to them what what MREs are, or <laughs> you don't got to explain the lingo. Yes, you don't have to explain the lingo because we all talk the same language, right? Absolutely. And we may be in yes. different branches and yes. give each other a hard time, Army, Air Force, Navy, Coast Guard, Marines, you know, even the Space Force now. Um, right. But we all, is one team, one fight. That's right. So I definitely agree with you that, you know, if anyone's out there listening, if you're thinking about joining any type of military sorority, but we're here repping key Psi or the, those elite professionals at Kappa Epsilon Psi Military Sorority Incorporated, those are some of the things that you would want to um, keep in mind and to do your research. But just know that there are organizations out here that supports that cause, you know, that military family. You know, Absolutely. if you're not a part of that divine nine that we're, you know, used to hearing about, you know, type right. stuff. So I definitely um, agree with you there, sis. But I want to once again say thank you for taking time this afternoon to jump on here and to chat with me and to share your experiences, you know, with my listeners, um, your continued service. I really appreciate it. 
Well, you are welcome, and I will always, always have my sisters back, baby. Always. I know you do. You know how That's we me. do. We holding up that and line. Only, and not only that, she is. If y'all don't know, she is my line sister. She is not just my soror. She <laughs> is my sweet sixteen on my line, and That's I got her front because I am that one five. You understand? <laughs> That's it. Y'all don't know nothing about that. She got my front and there's someone that got my back and I'm in the middle as that sweet 16. But we are, you know, and that just goes to prove that you can take individuals from all parts of the world. We ain't never met each other before um, joining the military sorority, but now we're connected for life. For life. For life. And I can't wait till you get here, sis. (laughs) So you can run these streets with me. <laughs> I'll be like, take me home, take me home. <laughs> All right, sis. I want you to uh once again just thank you so much for blessing me by being on the podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me, sis. All right. All right, Kisa. So there you have it, everybody. Thank you for listening to another remarkable episode. If you like what you heard, please subscribe, leave a review, and make sure you spread the word about the podcast to your battle buddies. To learn more, please jump over to www.drannjames.com. Thanks again for spending time with us, and be sure to join in next time to the Freedom Battle Buddies of Color podcast.